give him praise this morning. The whole earth is full of your glory. Amen. Just raise your hands this morning. Hallelujah, God. We thank you. Hallelujah, God. We glorify your name this morning, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Father God, we thank you this morning that the whole earth is full of your glory, God, and we give you glory this morning, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory, glory, glory to your name. Hallelujah, God. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, God. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, God that you are beckoning us to come out of our graves, God. You are calling us, Father God, to the next level, to a higher level in you, Lord. And this morning, we give you praise. We give you honor, God. We glorify your name, God, for you are worthy, Jesus. Just tell him he's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to the King of Kings and glory to the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Just, just give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah, glory. My God, my God, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, you may be seated in the presence of the Almighty God. Glory to his name, glory to his name. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy resurrection, hallelujah. He is alive, hallelujah, glory to God. Our Savior and our King and our Lord is alive, hallelujah. We just bless his name this morning. We want to welcome you this morning to Restoration Christian Fellowship, amen. It's just so good to see all of your faces. It just feels real warm and cozy in here this morning, amen. Just the presence of the Lord being, being surrounding us. We want to thank uh, and welcome all of our online visitors that are visiting with us this morning via the internet. Bless you. Happy resurrection. And we pray that this, what has taken place so far has blessed your heart, has warmed your spirit. Amen. Amen. We're living in this crazy culture right now uh, where things have shifted dramatically um, in church world where uh, a lot of people are still trying to bank off of COVID, you know? <laughs> a lot of people are just not um, as concerned about coming and fellowshipping together. You know, we have CME, Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter, where people make sure that they get into the house of the Lord. But you should want to get into the house of the Lord every Sunday, amen? Every Sunday, and I believe God is beginning to make a shift here at Restoration Christian Fellowship that is going to awaken your hearts, amen, awaken your spirit and say, I will go to the house of the Lord, amen, amen. I hope that you have enjoyed service thus far. Let's give a hand to our children, amen, amen. They did such a beautiful, beautiful job this morning, and I just want to thank them. Is Liza, are they, the children are meeting? Are, okay. Well, if you have children in here and you want to uh, send them over to children's ministry, you can do so. Just go out the door and go to your right. She has a beautiful program set up for them over there. But we want to thank her and her team for all of her hard work. Amen. We want to thank our worship team. Hallelujah for bringing in the Spirit of God. 
We want to thank our brother Nate. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. One of my favorite, favorite songs. Uh, Graves into garden, what God can do when we lay it down. Amen. And then we want to thank Jacob. Amen. And his friend for... Jacob wrote that script. They came to me. The young adults came and said, we want to do something different for Easter. We want to present Christ uh, in a different way. And so he wrote that script. Amen. Eddie and the team uh, filmed it and put it together. And we want to thank them. There's just so many gifts in the house. Amen. So much talent in the house. And we awaken and we come out of our graves. Amen. We have a dynamic ministry with a lot of dynamic gifts that can be used to glorify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. And for our, our beautiful ladies who uh, on, on Friday, during Good Friday prayer, they did worship for us. And after they got done, I said, I'm going to need y'all to sing on Sunday. Amen. <laughs> just ushering in the Spirit of God. And just, uh, just allowing us to just soak this morning. Amen. So we just thank God. Let me just open in prayer. Father, I just love you. Jesus, I love you. Oof. And I thank you this morning, God, that you came and gave us eternal life through the shed blood of your son, Jesus. And this morning, Father God, as we go forth, Father God, and worship, we want to remember what you did on the cross, God. Remember the blood sacrificed for our sins, God. That you loved us, Father God, so much that you became the sacrificial lamb to redeem us back unto yourself. And so for that, we say thank you. For that, we praise you, God. For that, we give you glory. For there was no one else that could take your place. So we honor you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Let's get into the word this morning, amen. I will not be before you long. It is Easter Sunday, amen. You know, we have these time restriction, and <laughs> we better thank God that God does not work on our time, amen, and that as a house of restoration, as a house, a spiritual house, that, you know, sometimes we have to put time out the door. We have to just allow God to do what he wants to do. Your healing might be coming in 30 minutes, and we want to be done in 30 minutes. No, I will hang around, amen. If God can get me up out of this grave of my life, I'm going to hang around. I'm going to hang around and do what God, God has called me to do. So I just love the depiction uh, this morning, uh, the video this morning, which shows a young man. I'm going to call him Jacob because Jacob was the one who, uh, <laughs> who wrote it and did it. And Jacob found himself in a place in life, found himself on that, that, that spinning wheel of life, just living life day to day, repetitive work, repetitive Everything was repetitive. He didn't do much of nothing. He was after a goal. He was after money. You know that song, money, 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 <laughs> from back in the day? That was his mindset. That was all he could think about. It's what he lived and what he breathed. And in all of that, there's nothing wrong with making money. Let me, let me say that, amen? 
there's nothing wrong with achieving your goals. But when you are achieving them and you are blocking out the presence of God, you are blocking out the one who gave you the strength and ability to make that money. When you are blocking Jesus out, things begin to go awry. And even though Jacob, who was climbing Jacob's ladder to success, just a little pun, uh, that he was uh, climbing that ladder of success, doing everything he, everything he could. I mean, not even, not even a living a healthy life. Not only was he after money, he wasn't living a healthy life. He wasn't socializing. He wasn't going to church. All he could do was focus on money because he, it was put in his spirit at a young age by his daddy that money is everything. If you have money, you have the world. If you have money, you have success. If you have money, you can conquer anything. If you have money, you can resolve all of your problems. How many of, them know, of us know that that is not true? Amen. <laughs> and, and we often find ourselves, maybe, it's, maybe your grave is not money. <laughs> maybe your grave is something else. But all of us in here this morning have a grave, have a place that we're stuck in, have a place of, of, of contention in our lives where we just can't find release. Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's with a wayward child. Maybe it's in your education Maybe it's in your low self-esteem. Maybe your grave is your drugs and alcohol. Maybe your grave is sex. Maybe your grave is pornography. Whatever grave you are facing this morning, I'm here to tell you that God has already taken care of it. Amen? That you're living in that grave by choice. And God's saying this morning that he wants us to choose a better way. Amen? So as we get ready to go into the word, I just want to, if you would just stand, the verse that was uh, displayed at the end of, of, of the video was Psalms chapter 30 and verse 3, and it says, you brought me out of the grave, O Lord, you kept me from falling into the pit. I love the Message Bible. The Message Bible reads, God, my God, I yelled for help, and you put me together. God, you pulled me out of the grave and gave me another chance at life when I was down and out. Amen? Amen. You may be seated. May the Lord bless his holy word. Amen. I love that. I yelled out. See, David was going through a tough time in his life. He had lost a child. David just had drama, 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 drama. Although he was a man after God's own heart. Although he was a king, although he was, was rightly positioned for what God had given him, David found himself in some, some peculiar situations. David chasing J David, David doing what David wanted to do, found him in some peculiar, very sinful situations. Just like us, just like us, just as Christians today, we love God, amen? We worship him, we, we open our Bible, we study our word, but there's these little doors that we got to learn to close. Amen. We've got, there, we've got to learn to close the ear of the, the sound of the enemy out of our hearts so that we are not chasing after dreams. We're not chasing after success. We're not chasing after fame, but that we're chasing after God. And so this morning, I just want to talk about the power of his resurrection. 
the power of his resurrection. Amen. See, Jesus came on this life, and he could have blew up and, and, and attained. He did blow up, but he could have blew up and just took over the world. He could have made this his kingdom. He could have, and it was his kingdom, don't get me wrong, but he could, have, he could have just taken all that he wanted. But because of his love for you, he didn't take anything. He gave, and, that, and he gave his life for us. So I want you to know this morning that you can live an abundant life. Amen. Just as Christ came down, uh, reincarnated to flesh, lived the whole human experience, but lived an abundant life. And when he left this earth, he told us, and in, in scripture he tells us, I came to give you life and give you life more abundantly. So if you're looking to live an abundant life this morning, you're in the right place. Hallelujah. At the right time, as God just presents this word to you. I want you to know that you can get up out of that grave. So how many of us in here, if we had the opportunity to start life over again, would take that opportunity? Amen. <laughs> if we could start life over again, if we could have a second chance, would you take that opportunity? Amen. If you were sitting next to your spouse, don't focus on me focus on me. <laughs> Amen. Don't, don't nudge, don't nudge each other. Don't look, just focus. Keep your eyes straight above. Amen. Because we get ourselves into situations that, you know, we're just like, oh man, like what was I thinking? And you know, how did I get that? She looked so good and he was so fine. And you know, we was going to do this. And, and we find ourselves caught up in situations, caught up in drama, caught up in, 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 unpleasant marriages, unpleasant employment. You know, everything around us just seems to be just uh, the norm. <laughs> but God is saying this morning that he wants us to change that. Amen. He wants us to change our attitude and our mindset. So the importance of Res Res Resurrection Sunday is that God gives us the opportunity to be born again. Hallelujah. The whole the whole purpose of his death was that we could have life and we could have life more abundantly. And so on this Resurrection Sunday, we celebrate the fact that God has given us an opportunity to be born again. God has given us an opportunity to come up out of our graves and out of the tombs of life that only bring sustainment. God wants us to stop sustaining and God wants us to transfer it over to a fulfilled life to the fulfillment of the life that he promised us in John 10 and 10 it reads the chief the thief comes only in order to kill still destroy and destroy he says but I came to give you life and I came to give it to you more abundantly how many of us have experienced the kill the still and the destroy that the enemy brings. Amen. We got into something and it was beautiful. It was everything was working out just fine. Money was coming in. Love was coming in. Fame was coming in. Success was coming in. Everything that our human flesh desire was coming in. But at some point, the enemy said, oh, I got him now. I got him now. And then just as, as he does. He began to steal from you. He stole your joy. 
He stole your peace. He began to kill your dreams. Amen. He began to, to destroy everything around you. And that's what he does. And that's the life that, if we are honest, most of us are living a defeated life. We are not living in the fulfillment, fulfillment in which Christ gave us, that Christ gives the opportunity for us to live. So in Psalms chapter 51, verse 5, uh, it says, Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. What this verse is saying is at the very core of our being, because of the sin of our forefathers, we were born in sin. We are reaping a generational curse from the disobedience of Adam and Eve. And there's nothing we can do to change that. There's nothing we can, we can be as good as we want to. We can love. We can, we can just be that perfect angel. We can be that perfect child. We can do all that we can. But nothing, nothing in this earth will get you to heaven but the salvation and the acceptance of Jesus Christ as Lord, the acceptance of what he did on the cross. And so you and I are born sinners. Let's just agree to that. We are born sinners by default. But God doesn't expect us to stay that way. His goal at some point is that we encounter the resurrected Christ. Amen? How many of you want to encounter the resurrected Christ this morning? Amen. So a new birth takes place in us. Amen? When we accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. We were once sinners, but now we are sinners saved by grace. And when we die, if we die in our default state, and that's for those who don't accept the Lord as their, Lord as their Savior, they go straight to hell. I mean, there's just, it's just black and white. Hear people say, oh, why would God put people in hell? He didn't put people in hell. You put your own self in hell, amen, by your own disobedience. God has offered you the, the, a plan of salvation. God does not want you to die. But by default, they go to hell. So you have a choice this morning to make. You can either choose hell and be separated from God, or you can choose eternal life and forever live with him, forever reign with him. See, God's intended goal for us, um, as the scripture says, is that we would not suffer the woes of this life, that that he didn't want us to perish. He was not willing for anyone to perish, but that they should come to repentance and live, and, and live life eternally. So all praise get, be to God today as we celebrate the curse that was broken. Amen? The curse that was broken through the shed blood of, of Jesus, through Christ's, hand, through Christ's hands being extended to you to help you live a life full of grace full of joy, full of peace, full of, full of excitement. Amen? So the power of Jesus' resurrection reverses the curse of our past, of our past ideologies, and offers anyone who believes an opportunity for a new start. From Corinthians 5, 1 through 11, the power of Jesus' resurrection reverses the curse of our past ideologies and offers anyone who believes an opportunity for a new start. Jesus' death by crucifixion was a divinely ordained historical event by which he lovingly accomplished atonement. 
for our sins. Purchase Christians' freedom from sin's bondage and purchase Christians' freedom from sin's bondage. One, their justification before the Father and triumphed over Satan's tyranny. These past couple of weeks, we have been talking about the road to the cross and looking at the Old Testament prophetic word of, of Jesus' coming, of, of what, what God was going to do to reverse the sins of the world, to reverse the sins of Adam and Eve, our, our forefathers, uh, and clean that, that bloodline, clean the generational curse off of us so that we could return to Eden, amen? That we could turn to the garden, that we don't no longer have to live in a grave, but he can turn those graves into gardens this morning. So the scriptures are clear uh, that there's no salvation apart from trusting in, the, trusting in the death of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the great substitute. He is our Savior. And, of course, he's no longer dead. Amen. Hallelujah. He always lives, and he's right now sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you. As you sit here thinking, you know, it's Easter Sunday, let me get up, let me go to church, let me, let me get into the presence of God. Jesus is right now sitting at the hand of the Father, interceding for you, interceding for you to come up out of that grave today, interceding for you to live an abundant life, interceding for you to accept him as your Lord and Savior, interceding for you to lay down all that you've accomplished, all that you've done, lay it at his feet, amen, and let him resurrect it into what he created you to do. So Jesus died as our, as our atonement, moving us from a state of hostility against God to a friendship with God. Do you know that God wants to be your friend? That God loves you? That God wants a personal relationship with you? Jesus died as our battlefield hero, amen? Crushing the forces of Satan that, that, held, that held us. In Genesis 3 and 15, when Adam and Eve sinned, Jesus curses the enemy. And he tells him, because of you, you will now crawl on your belly and lick the dust of the earth. Who's the dust? Who is dust? How was man created? Man was created as dust. Man was created out of the dust of the earth. And because of this, we have a curse against us, but Satan's goal pretty much is just roam around the earth and just tear him apart. And that's what he wanted to do. That's what he wanted to do. And God cursed him, but God also in his curse said, but there's a seed coming, amen? There's another seed that will come. You attacked my child. You attacked my creation. You attacked the most precious thing to me. Now, I'm going to, I got you. And we look through the generations of the Old Testament. We look at, at this time period where the prophecy is reiterated over and over. And they were waiting for that promise in, in Genesis 3 and 15 where he said, out of the woman's seed, out of Eve's seed, would come a savior, amen, that would crush the head of the enemy. Well, that enemy's head has been crushed, amen? amen. And it is our job to continue 
to crush it. It is our job to continue to say, I'm not doing that. Get behind me, Satan. My God's got me. I will not fornicate. I will not sin. I'm going to throw this black book away. I'm going home and I'm going to throw this liquor out. I'm going to do God. I'm going to do everything I can to crush the head of the enemy because he's coming at you every single day, every moment. Right now, we got folks in here with thoughts going through their head like, okay, let him hurry up because I got to get home to my stuff. I got I to gotta get home to my grind. I got to get home to my groove because our bodies have been so enticed and so directed towards sin that it just becomes natural. But Jesus says, I'm going to give you the power. I'm going to put the power within you, amen, to be able to, to, to defeat the enemy. So Jesus died as our chain breaker, amen, redeeming us from slavery, from sin and death. Jesus is our chain breaker. So whatever we are facing, we have to realize that we can do it, amen, that Christ broke the chains of sin over our lives Jesus died to become our defense attorney. Amen? Any of y'all ever been in trouble? Any of y'all ever been to court? Maybe it was just traffic court, but you've been to court and you tried to defend yourself and the judge gave you that ticket? <laughs> or you got put in jail for a period of time? With Jesus, he is our defense attorney. He is a great sacrifice for us. He was a perfect sacrifice for us. And that blood he shed on the cross redeems us from our sins. So whatever situation you find yourself in this morning, just tap into Jesus. Tap into Jesus and say, God, break this chain. I need you to break this chain for me. So Jesus died to become our, ex our eternal priest and lamb, making, uh, being the perfect sacrifice to make us clean, to make us holy, and to make us confident in the presence of a mighty God. Jesus died as a forsaken son, amen, when he was on that cross, amen, and he died. He became a forsaken son. He became an outcast, killed outside of the city so he could be welcomed into the family of God so that we could be welcomed into the family of God. What Jesus did on that cross was a mighty act, an act of pure love, an act of pure uh, commitment so that we could redeem our, so that he could redeem our sins. When we look back at the initial sin that was taking place in the garden, and we look at what Christ did for us. And when you begin to mirror the Old Testament with the New Testament, and then we can actually mirror it to the present day, what God did for us. You see, in the garden, when Adam and Eve sinned, Jesus covered them up. Amen? He covered their sins by killing a lamb, by killing, killing a, a, an animal to cover our sins. When Jesus died on that cross, he was that sacrificial lamb. And we've got to give God praise that he loved us so much that he would become the sacrificial lamb today. See, the heart of the gospel is the message of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 5, or in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 through 7, and I'm going to actually read uh, 
the, cha the, the entire chapter just for content. It says, 1 Corinthians 5, starting at chapter 3, it says, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was risen on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom were still alive through, were, whom were, who are still alive through some, although some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be, called, to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace towards me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preach now as you have believed. This is Paul writing about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We all know, we all know Paul to be a, <laughs> a rebel, amen? We know him to be the one who persecuted Christians. We know him to be the one that did everything he could, could to persecute and tear down the, the, belief of, the belief of Christians. He didn't want people believing or having a faith. Hmm. Just like us, he was living his life. He was the, he, he was the Pharisees amongst Pharisees. You couldn't tell him nothing. He devoted himself, just as Jacob did, to his craft. He knew the word of God back and forth. He knew everything. No one could even touch him. He would tear you apart if you even tried to question him. And he began to just persecute and kill the Christians. But one, one day, amen, one day God took him out. God said, you know what? Enough is enough. You are so gifted. And I created you to be gifted. I created you to understand the word. I created you for the next level of teaching. And now I'm going to call what is mine out of you. And so we see where Paul becomes a, 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 a testament as God knocked him off of that horse, blinded him, amen, and sat him down for a period of time to be ministered to. And that's what God wants from us. He just wants us to sit us down and say, I just need a time with you to minister to you, to pour into you, for you to open up your Bible, for you to realize who I am, for you to wake up in the morning and worship me. I believe that's what COVID was all about. I believe that was a, a huge call of God to say, I'm in control, amen? And all I want you to do is just sit down. Stay in your homes, amen? and learn of me. And we, we, for the most part, we did. Everybody was looking at the sky like, is it the end of the world? Oh, my God, what's going on? You know, it really shook us. It really shook the church. It shook the entire world. 
not just Colorado, but the entire world began to see that we are not in control. And through that, God, God is saying to us, I'm about to do something. I'm about to do something great. I'm about to restore my kingdom on earth, and I'm going to do it through my children. I'm going to do it through the bride of Christ. So we got to get it together, amen? We've got to realize that Jesus is alive, that he lives within me, and that I need to pull it together, amen? I need to come up out of that grave. I need to realize that Christ is my redeemer and that the blood shed for me is worth me getting up. So this morning, as we are, are, are just talking about the great resurrection of Jesus Christ, the power of a cross, the power of what, what God did for us. I just want to just remind you of his grace and his mercy towards you. Amen. Get back into church. Get back into the word. Get back into relationship with God. Begin to say, God, I take a part of this. I am your bride. I am your, your child. And I want to be ready. Amen. I don't want you to come back and this and me that I have spots and blemishes and issues and, and terror and crazy mindsets and depressive. When you come back, God, I want all of that to be taken care of. I want it to be taken care of when you return that I am doing what you called me to do. See, the resurrection is all about us. It wasn't God just saying, you know, huh. What are we going to do about this? No, it was God's love. It was God's creation. It was the joy of his heart to redeem us. So we should be living a redeemed life. Don't you want to live a redeemed life this morning? Amen. Don't you want to walk out of here just letting that onion peel off of you? Now, I'm not saying you're going to walk off and, ooh, everything's going to be good. It don't work like that. Amen. It takes time. It takes commitment for us to begin to change the wheel of life around, to be able to turn the wheel of life around. And so that's why we have a family. We have a church, amen, that is here to love on you, that is here to help you, that is here to say, brother, I've been through that. Sister, let's meet for coffee. Let me tell you how I made it through. It's the fellowship of the believers coming together and truly understanding that I am not alone. I am not alone. I can personally tell you that God is bringing me up out of a grave. Amen? Amen. I have been the last two years after losing pastor. I mean, I buried myself. I was like, I don't need nobody saying nothing. I'm going to dig this hole. I'm ready to go myself. Like, God, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, are you tripping on me? Like, why would you take him away from me? And I have been in this grave, and I am, I am, I am proud to say that God's hand has reached down. And God is saying, Katani, it's time for you to come up out of that depression. It's time for me to, to, to pastor this church like he has called me to be. It's time for me to just be me. It's time for me to quit trying to be all theological. That was pastor's realm, amen. And God is saying, use your gift. Just use your gift and do you. Because the church needs to hear 
about a risen Savior. The church needs to know that if he can resurrect me, oh, he, he definitely got y'all. Because y'all, I am, I'm crazy for real. And so I know, I know if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. And that he wants to do it for you. It is his desire to do it for you. And so as we move forward in life, my prayer is God. I'm ready. Amen. I'm excited, God. You know, even though the enemy is chittering, chattering in my ears, waking me up at night, crying through the night, wondering, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What am I going to do? And God is like, I got you. Just be quiet. <laughs> Just sit still. I got you. And to, to see the manifestation of what he's doing in my life. Now, we all understand and know the blessings that have come upon the house with our housing projects. But there are some personal blessings at some point that I will share with you. But y'all got to be ready because... I'm a transparent person, and some people just might not be able to handle all of my transparency. But I, I just, I, I, I want to be transparent because people will look at the pulpit. They'll look at the ministers. They'll look at the, the elders. They'll think, oh, they live the perfect life. Just look at them. They're just so joyful. They know the word of God. Please. <laughs> we struggle just like you. Amen. But I'm learning how to lay it down. I'm learning how to lay my flesh down. I'm learning that there's some ladies out here that have lost husbands. There are some people that are dealing with, with uh, heart issues. This is all about me right now. There's people that are now dealing with heart issues that never had a heart issue in their life. There's uh, people dealing with uh, depression. People dealing with low self-esteem. People just dealing with the craziness of life, people dealing with what am I going to do with this home? What am I going to do with this collection of cards? What am I going to do with all this, God? Why, why did you do that? God says, girl, I got you. And I want you to know right now, he's got each and every one of us. Amen. The importance of Christ's resurrection will be seen when we consider that if he rose the gospel is true. Amen? Amen? And it's true. Hallelujah. And if he rose not, then it's false. His resurrection from the dead makes it manifest that his sacrifice was accepted. Amen? That when he died on that cross, when he took the last breath, the Lord received the sacrifice of his son. Amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> His sacrifice was enough for the Father to offer us a redeemed life. Our justification was secured by his obedience to the death, and therefore he was raised from the dead, Romans 4 and 25. His resurrection is proof that he made a full atonement for our sins, that his sacrifice was accepted as a, as a sanctification to divine justice, and his blood was a ransom for sinners. It is also a pledge and an eternal earnest of the resurrection of all believers. As he lives, that we shall live also. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise this morning. Glory to his name. Because he lives, we also can live. Because he died, we can have a life that is abundant, 
that is full of joy, that we can just begin to just sweep out all of the things that so easily beset us when we accept him as our Lord, as our Savior, as our King, and as our Redeemer. Hallelujah.